Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The Gospel for this weekend picks up exactly where we left off last weekend. Jesus is with his apostles. They just finished celebrating the Last Supper, and now he's telling his apostles his last will and testament. Jesus knows his impending arrest is just maybe a few hours, a few minutes away. So he's imparting upon the apostles his last words of wisdom, because he knows once he is arrested, now the apostles have to step up and assume leadership of the new church. Notice how the gospel begins. Jesus tells the apostles, As the Father loves me, so also I love you. Remain in my love. Jesus announces the source of his love for us is the love that the Father has for him. And as much as the Father loves Jesus, Jesus now invites us. He extends a personal invitation to each and every one of us to become part of that oneness that Jesus has with the Father and the Holy Spirit. We are now invited to live within that Trinitarian community of love. But in order for us to live within that Trinitarian community, love requires a way of life. And that way of life is determined by following the commandments, just as Jesus did. And see, this cuts to the very heart of the weekend's message. To be a disciple of Jesus, to be a follower of Christ, means to live in the love of Jesus, which means to do something. And it is in that act of doing that determines how we follow the commandments and the teachings of Jesus. Notice Jesus says next, Just as I kept the Father's commandments and remain in his love, Jesus' whole life was based upon doing the will of the Father, and in doing so, he remained in his love. The implication here, Jesus is telling the apostles, and now us, Jesus wants to repeat that relationship. In our relationship with Jesus, what Jesus had, when he, what he had always with the Father, now he wants with us. A loving mutuality shown by an unconditional observance of the commandments. That's what Jesus wants. Now, why is Jesus telling us this? And why is it so important? Because of joy. The joy that Jesus received in his relationship with the Father by being obedient to the will of the Father. Now, Jesus extends us the opportunity to have that same joy, the joy of our faith. That's why Jesus says, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. If we keep the commandments just as Jesus did, our joy will be complete, the joy of our faith. Why? Because it's precisely in keeping the commandments that we enter into that Trinitarian community of love. We become a living extension of that community between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Notice what Jesus says next. This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. St. Augustine once said, Love God and then do whatever you want. Love God and then do whatever you want. Now, I'm sure for some of us, we've probably said, Boy, I've been waiting to hear that all my life. I'm out of here. Well, stop and think what Augustine really meant by that. If we truly love God, then God is positioned in such a way that our life is ordered to God. Our heart, our mind, our soul, our will, and our intellect is all ordered to God. Jesus' teachings are our teachings. His way of life is our way of life. His way of thinking and his actions are now our way of thinking and our actions. See, then our identity is rooted in our faith in Jesus Christ. See, when that happens, then yes, we can love God and do whatever we want to. Because whatever we do is always guided and influenced by Jesus Christ. And so it begs the question, how does Jesus love us? Well, he loves us in many different ways. First, he loves us by his word. Go back to the story of creation in Genesis. How does God create? By his very word. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness, and humanity sprang into being. How else does God love us? Through humility? Jesus strips himself of all of his grandeur and majesty and is born, just like you and I. He takes on our human nature. How else does he love us? By his teaching? Jesus teaches us the Beatitudes, the two great commandments. He also teaches us how to live out our faith. But what is the greatest way that Jesus loves us? By mounting the cross. Jesus says in the Gospel, There is no greater love than to lay one's life down for another. See, now we begin to understand Jesus' command to love one another as Christ has loved us. Now, don't make the mistake that so many people do. So many people misunderstand that word love. In sacred scripture, in the Bible, when Jesus, Peter, or Paul talk about love, it's not as an emotion or a feeling. If it were, we would be an emotional wreck. There's no way we can fall in love with every person we come in contact with. Instead, we turn to Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas defines love in scripture as willing the good of another. And we can do this, even with perfect strangers. Say, for example, you go to the grocery store. You're standing in line to check out. There's a person ahead of you and a person behind you. Complete strangers. And yet, you can love both of those people. You can go up to them and say, I will the best for you. I will the best life, the best family, the best career, the best health. And I will pray for you, and I will counsel you, and I will advise you, and do whatever I can to make sure you have the best of everything. Well, you just love that person. And see, this is what Jesus is getting at. Jesus continues. He says, I no longer call you slaves, but I call you my friends. Well, now Jesus is teaching a priority of his love. Through no act of our own will or any physical effort on our part, we are being drawn into a new relationship with Jesus Christ. We are now friends with Jesus. He looks upon us not as servants, but as friends. And Jesus loves us without limits. What's the implication here? Well, if we truly believe we are friends of Jesus, 
then we have to honor that relationship every day of our life. Every day we have to nurture and grow that friendship. How do we do it? A daily prayer life, an active sacramental life, you know, continual faith formation. Those are just a few ways in which we nurture that friendship that we have with Jesus. One last thing to think about. Jesus says, It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. Well, that gets to the very heart of the spiritual life. We have to recognize we are a chosen people. We don't choose God. God chooses us. Great example of this, the call of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5. God says to Jeremiah, Before I created you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were even born, I dedicated you, a prophet to all the nations. See, this is a great example in which God always takes the initiative. The initiative always lies with Jesus Christ. From the very beginning of creation, throughout salvation history, it always has been God continually seizing the initiative, choosing us, calling us. God has chosen us. He has called us into relationship, into faith, into friendship. What must we do? Answer and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant and your friend is listening. Friends, strongly encourage you, take some time this week, reread this gospel passage. It really gets to the heart of the spiritual life. And we recognize that we are a chosen people. God calls us friend. In order for us to continue to remain as friends, we must follow the commandments, just as Jesus did. And when we do that, we will always remain in the love, in the love of God. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.